listening to the Positive Professional Podcast with your host, me, Tracy Yvonne. This podcast is a weekly conversation about all things mental health, self-care, and wellness. And there'll be sprinkles of positivity, mindfulness, and guided meditations. Have you heard of Verbal? Verbal is an audio streaming destination for all types of audio creators like myself and anyone that loves listening to audio. Verbal supports audio creators through their station model and helps listeners connect to meaningful content to listen to. And a few other things that makes Verbal special is the unique creator tools such as snippets and playlists, better discovery, streaming, it's free, and users can start monetizing right away by joining the ambassador program or with only a thousand station listens a month. I'm proud to say that I'm a verbal ambassador, a chosen thought leader in the category of mental health. And you can learn more as well as check out my podcast station and my curated mental health playlist at www.verbal.com. That's www.verbal.com. BL.com. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 12. Today I'm going to talk about exercise as a form of self-care and how it improves your mental health. Now, it's a well-researched fact that exercise promotes physical well-being, but current studies now indicate that consistent, moderate exercise through the week also aids in mental well-health. From stress reduction, improved focus, memory retention, and increased positive mood, exercise proves to be one of the best natural supplements for mental health and one of the best activities that you can engage in for self-care. So how is exercise self-care? Well, when some people imagine self-care activities, they think about things that are fun and relaxing that help the body and mind to unwind. And these can be things like a nice bubble bath or binge watching their favorite show. Most don't imagine huffing and puffing through a challenging cardio workout as self-care. But in reality, it can be. Self-care is any activity that helps to reduce stress and promotes mental health and cognitive functioning. And by this definition, exercise can be considered a perfect form of self-care. So how does exercise affect mental health? When you engage in challenging workout, it increases your heart rate, promoting the release of endorphins, which help you to feel calm and happy. In fact, consistent moderate exercise is an effective antidepressant medications at reducing symptoms of depression. Exercise also helps to reduce the symptoms related to anxiety by relaxing muscles that have become knotted and tightened due to stress. And I'm going to talk more about that in the next segment. And exercise also helps the mind and body to become more balanced and work in tandem. So you're probably thinking how much exercise should you be doing for optimal mental health and self-care? Well, the goal is to improve and maintain physical and mental health when exercising. Now, you don't want to start out too strong, especially if you've been sedentary for a while or new to exercising. 
and you should consult a physician before beginning any exercise regimen. Now, some people will say that a general rule of thumb is to attempt to exercise at least 150 minutes per week if you're doing activities like walking or swimming and 75 minutes per week if you're engaging in more challenging activities such as running. But I say do what's best for you. And remember, exercise can be any form of movement. So again, the best exercise for self-care is the one that makes you happy. You are more likely to stick to an exercise regimen that you enjoy. So find an activity that makes you happy and that you can work at at a consistent pace. Do you love swimming? Well, find a local pool and do some laps or take an aquatic aerobics class. Do you love walking and running? You can find a local runner's club or walking club in your area. Engaging in physical activity doesn't have to be a solitary feat. And the social interaction will help to keep you interested. So remember, starting an exercise regimen can be difficult at first. Instead of viewing it as have to, find something that you enjoy and stick with it. The more you engage in and repeat the activity, the more that it will become part of your self-care routine. So in the next segment, I'm going to talk about how exercise helps with anxiety and panic attacks. Today's episode is brought to you by Ivy Elite Training. Are you looking for low-cost professional development workshops, topics like emotional intelligence, diversity and inclusion, and more? Then visit www.ivyelitetraining.com. That's www.ivyelitetraining.com. So we all have heard that exercising is an amazing way to keep physically fit, manage your weight, improve your cardiovascular health, and give you energy. But the benefits of moving your body go far beyond physical. And there are also many mental and emotional benefits of regular exercise, and this includes helping with your mental health, like I discussed in the first segment. So there's a relationship between anxiety and activity. And though the connection is not entirely understood, a clear link exists between physical activity and a decrease in the likelihood of anxiety and its comorbidities, including depression and panic attacks. These effects occur biologically, physiologically, and emotionally. Physical exertion release endorphins, chemicals in the brain that function as natural painkillers. Not only do endorphins stimulate positive feelings, They also improve sleep. Sleep, in turn, reduces stress and improves anxiety. Endorphins aside, exercise energizes the body, leaving you feeling good both during and after the activity. Better mood, better sleep, and better feelings reduce 
the physiological and psychological symptoms of anxiety. And yes, anxiety can be all-consuming. And this is overwhelming sense of worry or dread that leads to panic attacks. Engaging in physical activity that you find both challenging and enjoyable distracts you from obsessive and harmful thinking. Your mind rests, in a sense, while your body works. Now, it's important to find an activity that does present a safe challenge and an activity you're interested in participating for the greatest benefits in this regard. Half-hearted participation in exercise that feels more like a chore than a fun activity is not helpful. It may lead to further stress and anxiety. This activity does not need to be hardcore exercise. It could be a game of soccer with friends, gardening, simple walking, or even yoga will do the job. It's all about getting your heart pumping and your mind off your worries. And giving yourself the goal of more physical activity and following through with it will leave you feeling accomplished. Doing and maintaining a healthier lifestyle too will grow your confidence. Self-contentment and confidence is beneficial in keeping anxiety at bay since most anxiety is rooted in inner conflict. The most difficult part about increasing your physical activity to reduce anxiety and the likelihood of panic attacks is getting started. It can feel impossible for an overburdened mind to find the time and energy to decide upon and pursue change. But it is not. A professional can help you to develop a plan to get started on and stick to a new regimen of activity. The most important thing is to find activities you enjoy that you can and want to fit in to your life and schedule. As a supplement to psychotherapy and psychiatric care, physical activity is immensely beneficial to improving your mood. Thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. And make sure you're clicking the like and subscribe button. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Stay safe, be well, and don't forget to be the best version of you.